Hello and welcome to a very hot and sticky episode of A Star to Steer Her By. So sticky. Whatever that noise was, never make it again. <laughs> uh, we are here doing episode 176. Woo! Hot diggity butts. As everyone will probably remember, this is Ames. As you've no doubt deduced by now, this is Caitlin. This is Jake. Or is I it? Hate, I hate when they pull this bullshit. It's Chris. What bullshit? Yeah, what bullshit? We always Catch introduce the show this way. Catching exactly me off guard. Same. You should have something planned. I really should, but I never think about it. All right, so here we are. We're well, on episode 176. Woo! week, we totally lied to you all and said that we were covering visionary and distant voices. But it turns out that right after this, there's an upcoming sneaky fucking two-parter that doesn't say it's a two-parter in the title, so we weren't prepared, but we figured out that there's a two-parter on the way, so we're also going to cover Through the Looking Glass today. So we're covering three today to make way for this fucking sneaky-ass two-parter. I hate when they do this. That's it's what like Cardassians do, yo. All right, so we got three to go today, so we're going to fly through these really, su- really fucking fast. Especially the shitty one. Well, don't talk uh, about through the looking glass that way, Chris. Ah, <laughs> no, you probably loved it because <laughs> through you're the looking you. glass was also. Duh. Better. I don't know. All right, so we're going to start with visionary. I typed up notes so that I can just rail through these because there's three of them. The most important thing about visionary is something that I totally missed in the first fucking scene that is important for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and that's that amongst a whole episode long techno babble, Miles is suffering radiation poisoning. Yep. So everyone remember that. I also that missed that. Because I no totally idea missed what that. was going on. Yep. <laughs> so that's important. I'll tell you why in a minute. Tell um, me why. No. So meanwhile, okay. okay, we are here on Deep Space Nine doing the thing, as we always do. The Romulans are here being cunts. Oh, well, that's, as that's usual. nothing new. The Klingons are also here being cunts. Also nothing unusual. And all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, Miles has this hallucination. And he's like, ooh, a hallucination. Maybe this is my radiation poisoning that Ames totally forgot was a fucking thing. Maybe <laughs> this comes from licking frogs. Also that, but it turns out that this hallucination ends up happening in real time five hours later, and everyone realizes that Miles is more broken than usual. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying quite a bit. Later on, he has another one of these hallucination time travel something or others, and he watched himself get killed in a booby-trapped what's-it. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. So Oda puts a camera on the what's-it. They are expecting either the Klingons or... um... Wasn't it a, um... What's it? Panel? Maintenance panel or some shit? It looked like a baby change station that you would see in the bathroom. Yeah, so he rigs up a baby. I thought that too. They shouldn't sell phasers in those. He (laughs) rigs up this baby to be a tracking thing to watch the the, the area because they're thinking, okay, either the Klingons or Romulans are doing something or neither or both. One of them is doing something and they evidently transported a weapon in there. And they're like, okay, well, now that we know that it happened, Miles won't die. But whoops, oh no, Miles doesn't die from the what's-it anymore. But when he sees himself in the future the next time, he dies a new way. Miles' fucking life is chaos. 
Uh, so he sees that the whole him turning radioactive and not in the fun Spidey senses way is another <laughs> thing that kills him. So he gets Julian to fix it. And then he goes into the future again where he sees the whole fucking space station blow up and future him is there and he's like, go fix it, Miles, you fucking genius. So how the hell do you fix it, you fucking genius? You break all of the rules of physics that we've just established, even the fake ones, especially the fake <laughs> especially ones. Especially the fake ones. <laughs> To, to risk more radiation poisoning that's killing Miles anyway, to jump to a different time, like two or three hours in the future, even though we've only, we, we haven't been able to do that before, to go figure out what the hell causes Deep Space Nine to blow the fuck up. So he goes there, and we figure out, oh no, it's been Romulans fucking us in every which way, and present day Miles is dying like woe. So he sends two or three hours in the future Miles Back in time instead to go bang his wife. I mean, to go save the station. And he does. That's my synopsis. Nice. Yeah, man. This episode. It's so complicated. It's very, I mean, it's not, it's complicated. They make it more complicated if than it needs to be. you think about it, it gets really complicated. So the trick is to not think about it. I thought I mean, about it and I have a theory. Go ahead. Okay. Miles is not traveling through time. He's traveling through his own colon. He's pulling a Mr. Worf and jumping between timelines, but he's jumping between timelines that are only closely related. Or every time he jumps, he's creating a new one. That makes well, a yeah, lot so of that's, sense. That's, that is well, the yeah. only way this works. Is well, yeah, so what I was thinking timelines. was that when, when he jumps, he's jumping to a point five hours in the future. Of a different that, timeline? No, well, it's of his same timeline, but it's his timeline if he hadn't jumped. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's the timeline that would play out if the jump didn't happen. Yeah, which is why Miles in the future doesn't interact with him. Oh, actually, no, he kind of, does he though? Like, he starts to interact with himself though. Well, he can see himself. Yeah. It's so complicated. Yeah. So he jumps to a point five hours in the future. But it's a timeline as if he hadn't jumped. So the Miles in the future doesn't remember jumping. Yeah, okay. basically the minute he goes back, he's creating a new timeline. Okay. Right. Because he's acting with new knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's all very fascinating. And I think it's like a really interesting episode in this way. Mm. It's just when you stop to think about it, your, your brain just explodes as much as Deep Space Nine well, did. Well, <laughs> what really is fucked up is... And, and you alluded to this in the synopsis, is just how much the final jump doesn't m jive with anything that we saw they needed, in the episode. They needed it to happen for plot. <laughs> yeah, but it's so bad because, okay, first off, every other time he's jumped, he just passes out. He doesn't disappear. He just collapses and the people yeah, and no in the present passes. just are like... Yeah, or just like, hey, you passed out for a minute. And he's like, no, I jumped into the future. Yeah. They established but for some that reason, no time passes because when he, when he goes the first time, he's throwing a dart. And when he comes back, the dart lands on the board. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but the thing is, for that final jump where he goes to the future to warn his future self uh, and try to fix the, the, the issue. Um, well, when he does that, Somehow he does must disappear because the other Miles is able to travel back. Well, yeah, he disappears when uh, he is vaporized when the station explodes. 
Oops. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean the the miles that is in because he's in sick bay, right? When he first, yeah. when you know, Bashir, when he puts on the thing on Bashir his arm, rigged something in yeah. some magical way that only Bashir knows how to do. Yep. So that miles jumps to the future, but theoretically, that miles is also still passed out in sick bay. Oh, oh yeah. That, like, oh. where did the body go? Where did that body physically go? Uh, Does the old vanish? one just re- re-inhabit the other about one? Don't it. <laughs> hmm? I'm thinking maybe the the three, two or three hours in the future, Miles inhabits the body of the old but one. But he was wearing he was wearing two or three hours in the future. Oh, Miles' God, clothes, damn it, you're right? And he and he returned to ops, I believe, right? Did he return there or just run in there? I don't remember. But either way, remember. he has the wrong costume on. He had the wrong costume. Uh, they also switched armbands, right? So apparently yep. you can switch armbands in the future uh, and take it back with you. I hadn't even thought about that. That's the trick. I, the trick is to not me. think about it. It did bother me, though, that he like didn't pass out on that one. Mm. And if we go with the theory that whenever he jumps, he's talking to a version of himself that branches off at the point that he jumped... Right, which okay. is what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Then future Miles should already know that the station is exploding because past Miles learned about that in a previous jump. I was thinking that too, but this so, wasn't five hours in the future. This it, was only two or three hours in the future. So maybe that Miles didn't affect this Miles. Like, yeah, like but, you said, but like the, the two or three hours. I mean, it should still be two or three hours from the point that Miles. That- Jumped. Not, yeah. So that mile should still be. Yeah, that last jump fucks everything up. Yeah, like it's a great, great device because I do, I fucking love that they kill Miles three times in this episode. I fucking love it. Um, yes. It's fascinating. And it's a great way to like figure out a way to do this and have future Miles just be Miles from now on. Kind of like how we, we replaced Plant McCoy with uh, back in Shore Leave 8,000 yeah. years ago. Those kinds of things are fucking great. Well, we'll get one in Voyager too. But don't. Yeah. But do not think about it. No. Yeah, please don't, because it's it's like, yeah, I get that it's kind of a fun episode. In that way, it is a little bit like Parallels, where it is mm. it's just kind of fun, but don't think too hard. I mean, it's also like the Mirror Universe. Don't think too hard about the Mirror Universe. Oh, that's, do not think about the Mirror the Universe. That's the only way to enjoy the Mirror Universe, and I think Cisco too much. thought really hard about it. If well, you we'll, know what I mean, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. So, what drove me nuts through the whole episode, and the thing is, like, a normal, casual human being wouldn't be doing this, but I'm a giant fucking nerd. I was gonna say, Miles. Miles isn't a normal, casual human being either. I'm just sitting there, and they're like, what's with this weird quantum singularity? And I'm like, it's a Romulan engine, you idiots! Yeah, I said Come on! You have Romulans on board. We've established their engines are run by quantum singularities. Two plus two equals fish, motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, and those fucking singularities are the worst fucking things on the planet, right? So bad. Oh, Because yeah. last time we encountered one of those fucking things, it froze time, and ha- and there were some crazy aliens trying to destroy shit. Yep. Uh, and now, evidently, they, you know, it's causing Miles to jump around in time jump, randomly. Jump, jump, jump around. Jump up, Thank jump you. up, and get down. Uh, also, yeah. other thing, if they just let the Klingons do whatever it is they were up to, everything would have been fine. They were probably there to fuck with the Romulans. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that didn't quite 
the, the whole Romulan plot. Other yeah, but than Miles would have died three times. We need a thing for the Romulan. We need a thing to be triggering Miles's time travel. Yeah. Well, let's just throw the Romulans in with the singularity. Okay, now let's come up with a really thin plot for the Romulans. And their plot evidently is destroy Deep Space Nine for reasons. No, because they know they want to destroy the wormhole. Which I didn't, well, I didn't mention in my synopsis. The Romulan's goal is to destroy the wormhole. Well, we don't know that. That's what what Cisco and company deduce. Well, that's what I would do because I think we should emphatically destroy the wormhole. Yeah, but they we- also during during one of it, it's it's easy to miss, but during one of Miles' jumps, when DS Nine explodes or like right before it does, the wormhole does collapse. Oh, ah. like they don't really point it out, but that's what it's it's clearly doing. Like it. Okay, it, and these it closes, the t- and but not in the normal way. It kind so of these are, like, are these are these the Tal Shiar or are these just regular Romulans? These presumably are the regular government. Uh, okay, all right, that uh, makes sense because I'm gonna be like this: the plan to collapse the ro- wormhole really doesn't jive with something we're gonna see in a couple of episodes. Yeah, the Romulans' plans all contradict each other. They don't. Those they don't. I don't think they dicks. communicate with each other about That's what all the, their plans are. The Romulans, like the Cardassians. Everyone has their own plot happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they don't they don't share notes for obvious reasons. So sometimes, you know, plans will collide. Yeah. What's that? The Obsidian Order has ships? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, I assume that these guys, given how like they were obviously involved in clandestine shit, I assume that they were the Tal Shiar. But maybe they weren't. Maybe they aren't. I mean, any Romulan is involved in clandestine shit. That's true. Yeah. Maybe these are the, the, what are the fucking things from Picard called? What the Jat Vaj. The Jat. The Jat Vaj. Mm. The big Vaj. Big no, Vaj. They, they seem. Uh, I'm I don't sorry. Know. We'll see. Small penis. Not big <laughs> Vaj. Um. These big vagina women are getting away with murder. <laughs> We haven't something? had a good curb reference uh, in a while. Let's say that line was familiar. Uh, it was also, you know, since we've got these Klingons on board, <laughs> I started getting very uncomfortable because, you know, especially with the climate in the United States right now, which is brimming with tension. Freaking hot. Cisco says, "Keep an eye on these Klingons," and I'm like, "Wow, racist much?" And then O'Brien is like, "Yeah, this happens every time Klingons are on board." I'm like, "Wow, racist much?" It's like, just racial profiling. That's different. Great. <laughs> Listen, well, all your love can... is like you first. I was just gonna say that. I mean, there's precedents like space stations and Romulans. Ju- I'm not Romulans. Space stations and Klingons just really don't mix. Think about the trouble with Tribbles. It's true. <laughs> just saying. Well, I, I did think. Sorry, you, you know, you go ahead, Chris. You've been waiting. I, I just did kind of find it funny though. It's like. Hmm. Keep a close eye on these people who are from a government we have an unsteady but admitted peace with. Meanwhile, we're going to implicitly trust these assholes that, like, we're pretending to like so we can have a cloak. It's like this seems backwards somehow. Yeah, they did explain why we have why the cloak, uh, why they allowed the cloak to be on the Defiant, which was they were using it because they wanted any information the Defiant gets, which I don't think yeah. they had stated before. No, I think it, I think it was stated. All right, in, in that case, I missed it, like, you know, Miles' radiation poisoning. Yeah. Um, They're dicks. The Romulans are fucking dicks. Oh, yeah. It's, they oh, yeah. interrogated Again. the fuck out of Odo, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you think the do you think the Klingons are all uh, are getting annoyed with always having to deal with the random bag checks at Deep Space Nine? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yikes. Yes, I do. 
What I love is their their interrogation of Odo was like You have a crush on Major Carrot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it was like, like it's oh like it wasn't about intelligence, it was about gossip. <laughs> we found these doodles in your notebook. <laughs> it says here Odo hearts Kira. Yeah, and then he's writing has- Kira Odo. Hmm. I feel like it'd be like a teenager's notebook, though, and he'd be drawing her boobs a little too big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> her nipples are not nearly this pointy normally. Yikes. Speaking of Odo, <laughs> I love... Which we always should. How pleased with himself he was during the reveal of the uh, modified replicator. Mm, yeah, oh, how he like that out. whole scene. He was like so like playing up the drama of it all and really leaning into the like I'm a detective thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, Cisco, it was amazing. Cisco, why didn't you just say so? Well, yeah. I sometimes have to remind you how good I am. I have to deliver lots of techno babble because this episode doesn't have enough yet. Mm. Does it? <laughs> I feel like there's wow. another good. What was the other good one? Oh. When they were trying to uh, figure out who might have been doing... Fuck, why does he say he always investigates Quark? Why did that happen? Because he loves Quark. No, no, but like, what led to that line? Do you guys remember? I don't either, but I also wrote it down. Yeah, so did I, but without the context. Mine has a little part. I think it was to, like, figure out... Well, who planted the who planted the device? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You think Quark had something to do with this? I always investigate Quark. I mean, you never know. Yeah, they're just also such speaking, a cute couple. Yeah. Also, speaking of Odo, in the original story, it was Odo who was doing all the future time jumps and seeing Deep Space Nine get destroyed. But the writers were like, "We've got enough Odo stories right now." And Listen. the Nausicans would have been the villains, and they're like, yeah, we don't like that either, because who cares about them, and whatever. There can never be too much Odo-centric stories. Yeah, but this if is all the perfect of them could O'Brien. Be, that would be perfect. Yeah, this is the perfect O'Brien story, though, because he just always looks so confused by everything. In fact, yeah, I, have, I was about to say. I have the best stage direction that I found in my book, and the, and the stage direction reads, Future O'Brien sits bolt upright. Future O'Brien nods, then takes a closer look at the obviously ill past O'Brien. They both frown at this confusing notion. (laughs) I just think that it's because there's no other character in the show that you could watch die three times without being really traumatized and upset. Am I the only one that likes O'Brien? Oh, we like O'Brien. He's just so great at getting tortured. That's true. He does. Yeah. I'll be honest. I kind of don't like love O'Brien. So, but I don't like hate him. I just... I like that he's a, re- a fair, he's the most just normal guy we've got on the station. Well, yeah, everyone but that's else not like- what I'm watching this show for. <laughs> I'm, so, watch- I'm watching this show for weird aliens and fucking well, there's lots weirdly of those too. featured constables. You can't have wait, nothing wait, wait, wait. but them. He's not an alien? Uh, uh, do you I think-, think that Miles from this point forward will celebrate his birthday at 9 p.m. on the night before his birthday? Yes. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> because everyone he's, he's celebrates he's technically the three years older now. I think it's like interesting hours, that he, hours he uh, yeah three hours he gets like three years oh my. gaslighted really hard because um, he's like it just feels really weird like what if this isn't even really my life and I know shit that I shouldn't know and everyone's like eh and then he you know 
knows a little bit about the future so he can mess with Quark like that much. That and fun. it's a big laugh line. And I'm just like, yeah, but legit, we don't know how different his life was. This is really fucky. I mean, it's, I, but it's, it's, so, it's such a short period of time. Yeah. Like, it couldn't I, have been too much different in his it's life. It's still going to be really fucking disconcerting. Also, you know, he just watched himself die. Yeah. I just feel also, like O'Brien needs... If, if O'Brien is the closest thing to a normal person on this ship... Sorry, space station. He's going to need a lot of fucking therapy. Like, where is Troy Troy now? (laughs) Yeah. Do you think from far away she could sense something was going on with him? I know. She can't sense something two feet from her. I know. Um, I know. uh, Oh, fuck. That made me have a thought, but it imploded. Fuck. Oh, yeah. It was funny how very casual and accepting everyone was of this. Like This stuff happens all the time. I know, I know, but it's one thing to be, but it's it's one of those things with Star Trek where even though this shit happens all the time, usually people are still a little like, oh, oh, oh. whereas with this one, this one is so matter of fact, like future Julian at one point has a dead O'Brien in sickbay and then sees O'Brien and goes, ah, good, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> Let me tell you about the autopsy results. What? Go back and fix this. I poked your penis a lot. Whoa. So much. What a creep. I knew Found it. that. Found that tattoo on your ass. Yeah. My my note for one of the It techniques. says kiss me, I'm Irish on his right. <laughs> <laughs> my, Sorry, my... Ames. <laughs> oh, wait for Chris. Let me know when you're done. Yeah, my, my note during all the techno babble stuff when they were doing one of those was like a balloon and Miles dies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Yeah, I, I this the I yeah, I don't know. I the only thing I really loved, truly loved about this episode was the number of one-liners that like Odo and Bashir got. Oh, they did. Odo wasn't even being a rat and he was being a great detective too. <laughs> Cisco was weird though. Cisco was extra weird this episode. I don't know what what it was, but he just I, I felt like Avery did Brooks he, like, was like asleep. And was did being, he direct he was, this episode? Is that no? What he didn't. Like he was flatter than usual, and I don't know. I felt like he wasn't doing as much of the acting. I mean, mm. he might have just been phoning it in because yeah. he didn't have a lot to do in this episode. Yeah, I was to gonna begin say with. he didn't really have a lot. Yeah, his most typical, the most typical Cisco line is, "Let's see how this plays out." I'm like, "God damn it, Cisco!" Every see, I, fucking my note, time. My note on that was, "I have money on the chief biting it. Let's see how this plays out." Five times. Oh, it only happened three times? I lost out to Quark again. <laughs> no, there was probably an over-under on that, right? Isn't that how bets usually work? Like, you have, like, a six-point something? There's a spread, yeah. Spread, that's the one, yeah. Sorry, I don't know anything about sports. I, I don't know right. if that's in all betting or just football betting, though. Fair enough. But if it's a standard Deadpool, he won three times. True. Seriously, everyone just puts O'Brien in their Deadpool every year, and they all win. Eventually, he's just barred from being in the Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, he's getting too old for this shit. Much like Bashir, who's almost ah. 30. Segway. Oh my god, when the big reveal is that he was turning 30, I was like, fuck you, Bashir. <laughs> we want to move on to Distant Voices? Uh, we should, I mean, yes. like, not really, yeah. but if only just to get through it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, liked, I liked Visionary an awful lot. But yeah, you, it's fun. But you can't think about it too much. And, and no. Cole Mead does a, does a bang-up job. Oh, no, he, he was does. great, especially when he was acting with himself. Not you know, I also did a bang-up job. Cisco. 
next episode. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that right now, because Distant Voices is another episode where we're kind of talking to different versions of ourselves. Like, also, next episode. This is just an alternate version of the self-week. Yeah, it actually really is. Yes. Look in the mirror, see what you see. Uh, so in Distant Voices, Julian is turning 30, which is totally the end of the world. And yeah. suddenly, Can't confirm. Lethian named Altavar turns up looking for some biomimetic gel for totally normal reasons, like you do. And Julian says no. So Altavar comes back later and totally brain zaps Bashir. And when Bashir wakes up again, he's in this weird version of Deep Space Nine. Uh, for the, the first thing you might think is, is this the mirror universe? But that's next week. <laughs> so how Spoilers. weird is this place? Here's how weird this place is. How weird is it? Bashir's hair keeps turning gray. Well, and that's because he's turning 30, which is the end of life as we know it. It's the yep. end. Uh, everyone's acting like they're a facet of Bashir's personality, which made me scream inside my brain for the whole episode. Yeah. And also, we keep hearing voices that say, Oh no, Julian's in a coma. Now he'll never get to bang Jedzia. Or turn 30. So basically, Julian realizes, oh no, I'm in a coma, and this is all a coma dream, and none of you people are real, and they're like, we're okay with that, because we're facets of your personality. And basically, the station is Julian's brain, and Altavar is the brain damage, slowly destroying it to death. So Julian needs to defeat Altavar and turn the station back on, because this is basically a video game version of an episode, so we can get a chance to go back and bang Jadzia. I mean, wake up. And he does. Not the Bang Jadzia part. That's nearly impossible. This was seasons one or two of TNG levels bad. It was super, super dumb. It, it was, was super, bad. super dumb. Yeah. It also this wasn't, is... like, interesting because it was nope. painfully obvious from the get-go that this was going to be some kind of coma dream. I fucking yeah. hate the, the whole coma idea in various forms of media too it's so it's such a fucking cop out to be like oh no he was in a coma the whole time and all of this was a coma dream it's so played like i was really hoping when they ended up having him realize relatively early on that he was in one that they do something interesting with that but no it actually got worse somehow yeah what you didn't like him in his birthday hat with the dabo girl and the balloons no Oh, uh, no. well, I'm sorry. No, this episode reminded me an awful lot of like other really stupid episodes where they decide everything is a, is a different aspect of personality or something. Like, do you mm. remember in, well, I think it was Emergence, the one that takes place on the magic train in the holodeck in TNG? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was where, bad, too. Oh, the, everything represents remember. something because it's, it's the, the holodeck trying to make sense of how life works. And that's because it's the same writer. Oh, oh. so this writer just so he only sucks. has one idea is what you're saying yeah no i looked him up like this is uh the, the idea came from joe minoski who just always seems to write the weirdest fucking crap he wrote the teleplay of an of emergence he wrote masks Ugh. he oh, wrote masks the chase garbage. with uh, ronald chase uh. he wrote time zero so oh, you know no one part of that was good shut up good job jake yeah in theory he's written a bunch of like the weird the weird everything is kind of trippy ones come on did he do vision quest tell me he wrote vision quest which one is vision quest wasn't it called vision quest the one where wesley like 
That was Journey's End. And yeah, that. Did he write that? No. Oh. Wait, which, which, did you just call it Vision Quest because they were Indians? No, I thought well, he, he goes on a Vision, vision Quest. quest. I mean, that's I why I that's fucking true. called it Vision Quest, you jerk. Okay, fine. But wait, which which one is in theory? That's the one where Data gets a girlfriend. Oh, that was bad, too. Honey, I'm home. Oh, God, that episode? No. Episode's so bad. Why? Yeah, why is this guy so bad at ideas, and why yeah. do they keep letting him write them and yeah, make he them He also shows? Darmok with another guy, and I also, I also feel like a oh, lot Darmok of times... Darmok was great, but I also feel like, you know, a lot of times it's the uh, working with the team, the team can change various things. Yeah, it's kind of like how Andrew Lloyd Webber on his own is mostly trash, oh, he wrote, but when he uh, works with other people, he does good work. He did Dramatis Personae, which is the one where everyone on Ugh. Deep Space Nine is inhabited by a different personality. Like, this, one, is, this, this guy's fucking bread and butter is, let's make the characters act in a weird new way for no fucking reason. Okay, but here's the thing, like, that's the opposite of writing for established characters. Yeah. It's like, I really want to write Star Trek, but I don't want to have to give a shit about what any of these characters are really just, like. Just do the Mirror Universe over and over again. No, yeah, like please do. don't ever do the Mirror Universe. It's always only, a fucking disaster. The only good thing about Dramatis Personae was... The clocks. Avery Brooks clock acting. That clock yeah. was great. No, yeah, it was amazing. Um, I don't remember that. He, clock like, acting? got obsessed with building this clock, and he got really weird, and it was fun, because Avery Brooks does weird so well. Yeah, and Jadzia was just lazy. Yeah, no, that was a terrible episode. You know yeah. what was stupid about uh, this episode, though? Was it won an everything? Emmy for makeup? The makeup was, was pretty the good. It, it, was started, probably, yeah. it started off dumb and then it got better. Yeah, better well, age thing, makeup like, than we normally see in Star Trek. That thing when he started to get older, I was like, oh, oh boy, here comes some Star Trek old age makeup. But then, yeah, it ended up being actually not bad. Honestly, it reminded me. It reminded me a lot of um, F. Murray Abraham's makeup in Amadeus. Yeah, that was a was, level which we was, were at. Which was pretty good. Yeah, that's what I thought too. What were you saying, Jake? I'm really sorry. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, you know, if everybody in the holodeck was supposed to represent some aspect of Julian's persona, where was the person constantly humping everybody? That was just right? that was just Julian. Oh, he yeah. was still that. He played himself. And like the speech where he was like, "Jetzia and I are friends, and I wouldn't give that up for anything." And I'm like, except You're full of maybe shit. a handy. Yeah, no. You're you full know who, of actual shit, Julian. You know who it probably was was the nurse who we see later. Because I'm wondering, like, I'm like, you look at it like, oh, everybody's a different aspect. And he figures out which aspect they are in, like, a sentence. Like, oh, you're mm. my professionalism. Mm. Well, there was, the, there was the Dabo girl birthday singer. Yeah. She, she was pretty sexy. But she was brought in by not Garrick, so that might have been part of Oh, I still Garrick. think that was Garrick. So, yeah. Yeah, also, one thing, just production note... So they sang the actual birthday song, which surprised me because previously yeah, on Star then, Trek, they always sang mice. something else, you know, like for he's a jolly good fellow. Yeah, they decided to splurge on it. Yeah. Mm, Except now they recently it. ruled that that song was going to be in the public domain anyway. So yeah, yeah it's now, a bad song. It's terrible. It's just the song everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that, yeah, that's the thing that, that, that case happened only recently. Some, some fucking family had the rights to it and. Really, it was always an illegitimate claim, but no one could be bothered to sue them until finally somebody was like, I'm sick of this. And they very quickly lost because it was a stupid claim. We will be using this song in movies for free for as long as we would like. Thank you very much. 
That that's why like restaurants suddenly started singing it one day after oh, doing man. all those fucking variants. terrible restaurant birthday songs. I yep. like some of them. Some also, of them are actually clever. I remember there was the Bugga Bugga birthday from Bugaboo Creek that was Ooh. they had an animatronic moose head sing it at you. Oh, no. oh that's sweet. But I here's the thing moose. about the birthday song at restaurants. It shouldn't exist. Please fuck all. Do the yeah. goddamn world a favor and let's like if we can get one thing out of COVID-19, let it be <laughs> that restaurants are no longer allowed to do birthday parties because, you know, I don't know, too too close. Everyone's too close and the singing causes germs to spread. Oh man. Jake, as soon as we can all go out to eat again, I'm going to tell someone it's your birthday the first time oh, we go out. My friends did that to me. You know, actually the funny thing is uh you guys know my friend Kevin who we go way back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to have a little game. Me and my other friends had a game at Kevin's expense, <laughs> where where we where if he left the table for any reason to go to the bathroom or anything, we would like immediately go seek out our our waiter and be like, "Hey, it's our friend's birthday." Uh, Brilliant! What so, a bunch of dicks! Yep. Did he, did he just become immune, to, like a like non-responsive to it after a point? Or yeah, he hated it. He got upset. He never like we had another friend though that you we get tried free that ice trick cream, with. Though? Yeah, you do get say, free ice get cream. Free dessert. So okay like, it kind of worked out. But we had another friend who like was a dickhead about it, and and when when they came over, he like stood, he was like, "It's not my birthday. Here's my driver's license, you fucking assholes." <laughs> oh wow, what a dick! It's like okay, thanks for spoiling me. everybody's fun. You're dick gonna tell wad. me later who that was. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you still friends with that person? Can no, I probably no, shame that him? was a guy from uh, way back. He was a dickhead. so speaking of birthdays. The stupidest part of this episode is the fact that Julian's all bent out of shape about turning 30 in a time when people are regularly living well into their hundreds. Yeah, 150s, 160s. I'm like, Jesus, Julian. Yeah, 30 wow. is the new 15 in. Yeah, like, that. that's actually one of the, like, cleverer things about um, Tolkien's stuff is, like, you know, hobbits aren't even considered adults until they're 30 because they live longer. Like, not usually as long as Bilbo, that's because of the ring, but even then, because in general, they kind of tend to live closer to 100, you're not considered mature until you're slightly older. And like, yeah, with humanity, like, we'll have had, we'll have had 18 ingrained for so long, but then again, for the longest time, adulthood was like 14, and we moved away from that. Yeah, you marry off your kids at 14, get them pregnant immediately. Gross. Yeah, so like, maybe you won't have shifted a shitload, but like... I doubt 30 is something anyone is freaking out about. You know, like maybe 50 But Julian is like, freaking out about it is fairly in character. I don't know, because I feel like being a physician, yeah, he knows doctor, better than should, anyone. Yeah, he should really know better. Yeah, I, know. I just think, think of him that. as being fairly vain and very arrogant and being like, oh, some of my charm is that I'm so young. What's that? I'm a, a year less young. Yeah, oh wasn't God, he just whining feet. a couple weeks ago about how he was too young to win that fucking Carrington Douche Award? Douchebag Award, yeah. Well, but still, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think that you can still be bummed out about milestone years and be upset about, like, not really being considered for something because of your age. But I also think that, yeah. He was considered. Well, no, but I mean, yeah, I know that's true. But like, maybe he never... he's more upset that he's just getting long balls. <laughs> oh no, not long balls! But see, now he doesn't need uh, an ID to rent Ultraform. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. 
Quark can hook him up regardless. She, Speaking I'm, pretty, of Quark, I'm sure true. long balls will have been cured by the 23rd century. I was actually yeah, literally you, just Jay. thinking that there must be some kind of ball firming technique. I want to move on. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say a thing. There was a, the, the second scene we get with weird Quark is extra mm. weird. And I was wondering, like, why the fuck is he talking like that? Because he was talking like, I felt like they were dubbing him or something. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with Quark's voice right now? And I looked it up, and it was that Shimmerman decided, God damn it, Armin, you imbecile. He decided that in the second instance we see Quark, he's going to just put on a British accent because Julian is British. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, that no was his one, impression of a British accent? I don't fucking know. Nobody told no him not to do that? No one did it. No one told him no. It's so inconsistent because no one else is doing this. It didn't it even sound British. It was very distracting. Did they yeah, redub it later or something? British. What's that, Jake? Did they like redub it because it didn't sound very British? I don't think so. I think they just did it. I think he just decided oh I'm going to be British now. I'm Look, here's Julian Bushia. <laughs> here's the thing: Armin Shimmerman clearly gives a lot of thought to all of his work. He's done a lot of great stuff. Every so often, you know, I think he you're gonna probably, fuck up. You realize this episode is stupid and dumb. I might as well do a stupid dumb thing because now is my chance. <laughs> or that. I've yeah. always wanted to do a British accent, even though I can't. Looks yeah. like a, this is the episode. <laughs> I did give uh, Rene Abergenois a lot of credit, though, because his mime training came into play when he did his melt into the floor thing. Oh. Hmm. And I did not know he had mime training. I think that's awesome. I completely missed that. I his think. melting into the floor? Yeah. When all the different facets of personality were dying off? Ugh. I think I missed his death. Yeah. He melted I'm glad. into the floor. Or maybe I've, maybe I've just, you know, repressed it. That's also a good idea. Yeah, the whole the whole everyone is a facet thing uh, was really dumb because I guess in the yeah. original play or in, in the original storyline, the regular cast members weren't playing all these different facets. They were just random other characters that represented all the different other parts of personality until oh Ronald God. D. Moore, who usually has great ideas and this time emphatically did not, was like, but they should be the regular cast members because we've already got them. And I'm like, oh, but you've already done this. You do this all the fucking time. Yeah, I feel having like everybody in... try doing a different acting is stupid. Yeah, wasn't it yeah. in, I want to say, the one where Riker goes nuts, Frame of Mind, where there's a mm. moment where everyone represents a different element of his personality? Maybe. And like, it's been a while. Yeah, because I think we were, we were joking that, oh yeah, who's going to be his logic? And, he, and we're all like, Data. And it was Picard, and we're like, why? Yeah, it's played, and oh, I hate yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yep, yep, yep. Well, actually, though, in retrospect, making Picard his logic makes sense because he's, like, his direct underling, and he's learning from him, and... Yeah, but when you've got Data on board, you can, Data is the logic. I mean, I get that. I mean, he's a logic machine. True. Mm. Yeah, I know we never learned what facets of personality... Quark and Garrick represented. So Memory Alpha, or someone who wrote this on Memory Alpha, who knows who, said that Quark is probably his insight and Garrick is probably his determination. See, I thought Quark was like his, like, his lizard brain or something because he was like such a pusillanimous he, yeah, he pipsqueak. Yeah, he was freaking the mm. fuck out. Well, but the second like- time we see him, he's different. That's true, so it really just doesn't work. Yeah, so I think there were two quirks, because the first yeah. quirk was just maybe a piece of shit. 
and then the second quirk was different. And then I think Garrick was literally just Garrick. the Garrick side of the. How of many his Garricks do we see? Listen, I think it's clear that Garrick is his latent homosexuality. I don't know. Latent. Well. Then why did uh, Garrick try to hook him up with that hot Dabo girl? Well, yeah, I think. Like, I, I, I mean, maybe they're just really good friends. You know, like him and Jadzia. I think, if anything, I think Garrick and Julian are probably both bisexual when you really get that. That's fair, yeah. I figured out out what what represented Bashir's boner. And Uh, and it's not Garrick? No, it's not. It's the many, many tennis balls that kept flying at him. No, that represented his long balls. (laughs) 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 That was was symbolic of his balls getting lower and closer to the floor. Like, the the only thing that kind of even vaguely entertained me in this episode wasn't even really part of the episode, but when he was really old Bashir, he seemed to be channeling William Hartnell, who was uh, the first Doctor in Doctor Who. Just a lot of, uh, the, the way the guy delivered his lines and stuff, there was a lot of that, and, and I doubt it was on purpose, but it amused me. Yeah, I think he was just doing very generic, senile, old man He voice. sounded like Yoda to me. I thought that too. There was a particular moment where he went mm, or something, and I was like, "I was like, wrong, see, I, that, I thought of it as like a William Hartnell." Hmm? Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I'm definitely with Ames. I, I, there was one one particular moment where it was, it was definitely Yoda, and I was amused. Yeah, there's also one moment where I don't remember when, but they like wicked Ebenezer Scrooge vibes. When thirty years old, you reach. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Jake. That was good. That was good. I look forward to this episode being on all of our worst of this season lists. Almost certainly. Let's talk about anything else. Great. Do I have any other good notes? Let's talk about uh, Cisco's weird sex dream. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... Yeah. In this or in Through the Looking Glass? Through the Looking Glass. All right, all right. Let's talk Through the Looking Glass. Here we go. Woo! It claims to be a Mirror Universe episode, but I'm not sure it is. (laughs) Amazing. This one's actually going to be really quick because I think the plot is fairly simple. Yeah. Uh, So as usual, Miles kidnaps Cisco. Nothing weird there. (laughs) Smiles. Uh, Except this one happens to be Smiley O'Brien bringing Cisco to the Mirror Universe. And so that's the one bit that's different. Over here in the Mirror Universe, we learn that Mirror Cisco is dead. Long live this other Cisco. We also learn that Jennifer Sisko, who is the scientist lady in the Mirror Universe and is still alive, is a dirty, dirty traitor. We're working with this resistance that Mirror Sisko has set up, and we learn that Mirror Rom, who's been a part of this, this resistance, is also a dirty, dirty traitor. No, no, and, no. And what? No, the trading was on purpose. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was part of the plan. This is very, okay, in that case, this we'll is ta- We'll, ex- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah, it. Well, we'll get to it. So Rom, so, so hang on, in that case, we'll talk about this. So Rom goes to Intendant, Intendant Kira and tells her the plan of all the Resistance people to come and get Jennifer Sisko to not do a bad thing that will get all the Resistance people killed. So what the idea had been was like, he was just supposed to tell them where they would be so they could capture them. But then what happens is they tortured him and got the full plan. Yeah. Like he was only supposed to give out certain information, act like he was a turncoat. But basically, Kira was like, yeah, no, tortured the shit out of him and got the rest yeah, of the story. Yeah, because Cisco and Smiley otherwise had no way of getting onto Deep Space or Terok Nor. Yeah. They needed to get captured, and that's where Rom came in. Okay, so Rom helps him get captured, but then himself gets tortured and killed. Yes. yes. 
So the rest and they of the leave plan... his dead body where they're yeah, supposed is... to meet him. The being brothers like, hey, Quark in this universe you. have no luck. <laughs> yeah, none whatsoever. The who in this universe? The brothers Quark. It's true. All right. So in the meantime, so Cisco, because he's now on Terraknor, he gets his reunion with Mirror, C- or Mirror Jennifer Cisco, who fucking hates his guts, but eventually agrees to come along with them because she doesn't want to get killed herself. They go down, and when they realize all, all bad shit has gone down, they go down to the ore processing center, which re- we remember from that everything going wrong day. That Cisco, and the last Mirror Universe episode. Yeah, that Cisco can go in there and turn on the auto-destruct because he just happens to know the codes because Mirror Universe. He knows the normal codes. Except they uh, were backwards, I bet. That would something. be hilarious. <laughs> he turns it on to auto-destruct. And uses it as leverage to tell Mira Kira, hey, I'm going to auto-destruct the whole station if you don't let me leave. And she's like, oh, man, if I let you leave, you'll go bang Jedzia again. I mean, escape. And he does. And this time, I do mean he goes and bangs Jedzia. And Mm -hmm. Mira Kira. And Jennifer. Yeah. And probably Morn. For fun. Smiley. Well, see, that? yeah, that's that's the thing. So this episode really does kind of seem like just Cisco's sex dream because he literally bangs everybody. Everybody. He bangs Jadzia. He bangs Curzon. I, I mean, he yeah, he bangs all eight Daxes at once. <laughs> he, he has a he has a nine way with Dax. Jose, by <laughs> definition, is sex with a joined trill always an orgy? Always. Uh, I don't know. And if they've had more than one host, it's probably a gangbang. Oh my! And then goes uh, and then bangs Kira. Like these are both things that he's wanted to do for years, mm-hmm. um, and Gets then and then bangs Jennifer, his, which is his also dead his wife, thing. which yeah. is which is also nice. But it's like she's the only one he doesn't fuck that we see. Well, I mean, they made it pretty obvious when he fucked the other two, so I don't know why they would suddenly go for subtlety. Because the one, two of them were like under duress. Yeah, two of them were to survive. Yeah, the to, third you know, one was like just. For just for kicks, just no, just for old times' sake. Is, the thing is, like, he loves Jennifer too much to like do this thing that doesn't doesn't have meaning to it. Why do we call it making Jake? I don't understand. <laughs> wow, <laughs> excellent. Uh, one thing that, that that I do like that they do because the thing that I fucking can't stand about Mirror Universe episodes is how fucking convenient it always is. Like, oh. In this in this universe, you are also married to Jennifer. Oh, in this universe, Jadzia is also here doing the thing. And oh, is in still this a one, joined to Dread, yeah. Yeah, in this one, yeah, every everything is the same as the other universe except a couple small differences. And it's like, but everything would be totally different. And the one thing that is totally different that I do appreciate uh, is that we have Tuvok here, yeah, who's a character yeah. who isn't in the fucking show. Yeah, we had so, we had a weird Voyager crossover. I was very confused by him. Which, like, I was like, what, the is, show that, is that Tuvok? I've heard of yes. him. He he also um, once invaded the Enterprise. He did and got killed <laughs> by a Baryon sweep. Yep, twice. He and twice like, in, uh, invaded the the Enterprise. He was in that other. He was a Klingon once, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, they didn't waste any time with that crossover because hasn't Voyager only been on like three weeks yeah, at not this point long. or something? Yeah, it was yeah, probably for Rick, like a, hmm, we need to boost the ratings. Yeah, Rick Berman basically requested that they include a mirror Tuvok so that it would, you know, reflect that they're in the same Stop universe making and all noise, this stuff. Chris. Huh? You're, you're moving around. It was making an awful lot of noise. Oh, sorry. It might have been me. I also just adjusted my ass real quick. 
Oh, okay. So if it was me, I apologize. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like we should be seeing more of that, like seeing more characters who aren't just all the regular cast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Mirror Universe is extremely stupid. It's always been stupid. Well, I don't know. Mirror Mirror was a fine as a one-off, but as soon as they've made, you know, Deep Space Nine has evidently decided to make it a, you know, a the thing. thing yeah. I wish like, they just, like, said it was, you know, we're like, this is, these are fun. These aren't real episodes. The events <laughs> that happened in them aren't real and just enjoy it. And it's just like a cartoon. I mean, yeah, that's a little bit it. Like, the, like I think the writers even stated, like, yeah, we don't we don't explain at all how Smiley figures out how to get to this universe because the techno babble would take too long and we're having too much fun. I mean, so they said in the last Mirror Universe that they fixed the bug in the transporters that allowed you to to move, switch between universes. So he just broke it again? Yeah, presumably that little device that he had that he put on the on the transporter was something that just triggered that you know, whatever causes it. So here's my question. And because I also know we're all going to see, we're also going to see more mirror universe and we'll get to it. But why doesn't Miles just start sneaking all the resistance people into this universe? So they can just live in peace. So they can live in peace so that they can escape the KCA. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, maybe they feel they have a moral obligation to fix their own universe. It doesn't seem fixable. See, this would be a great body switch thing where, like, somebody, you know, somebody from our universe goes to the mirror universe, gets killed, and then their mirror universe counterpart has to come back and pretend can to it be, be Can it be Miles so he's isn't, always getting switched with things? That, Wait, but that, also, isn't that literally what happens with Lorca and Discovery? Well, we never see regular Lorca. I'm, like, I'm talking about taking one of our heroes. like. Oh. Like, if we've decided, for example, that we fucked up somebody's personality, like, I don't know, made them a panty waist doctor, maybe we'll go get their their um, their badass counterpart from the Mirror Universe. Okay, but can we leave their bad haircut in the Mirror Universe? Yeah. Giorgio. They kind of do that with Giorgio, That's though. true. They do kind of do that with Giorgio. Kinda, yeah. Spoilers for Section 31. Fuck that show. Yeah, season, season one, one of Discovery. Discovery. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking though... I expected them to do it with Culber, but they did not. Spoilers for Discovery. But uh, speaking of haircuts, uh, yeah, Julian's haircut was garbage, but Dax's haircut, meow. She looked really good with her hair like that. Yeah, no, that... They kind of did have a similar haircut. (laughs) It was both like, like, like shoulder length. But, uh, hers, was but just, hers was actually taken yeah, care of. Hers was not she, a this bullet. Was, this was the best looking Dax we've seen, I think. Aside from old well, dying plus, Curzon. Plus them, <laughs> them titties and that wife beater. Oh gosh, yeah. On. I didn't realize how stacked she is. Yeah, I had no idea. Because the, the normal uniform kind of slims you down an awful lot. Mm. And I love, you know, I, I gotta say, I do like the women's costumes in the Mirror Universe. Kira looking fine. Oh, poor Nana visitor though, because that fucking rubber suit was so hot. So but, between scenes, oh, yeah, she just stood in front of a fan because what I imagine because sweat would would um, oh yeah it's alter be the color of it. Ugh. Oh no! Oh if wow! She, if she sweat in that thing, she would break it. So oh, they're God. like, you can't sweat, and she's like, but it's so hot. They obviously <laughs> solved that problem for Voyager. They 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 must have had to use like just so much baby powder to get her in and out of it. Mm. Horrifying. She had to do an auto and melt in and melt out. Yeah, I really liked um, 
Jennifer's like evil scientist uniform. Mm. Me too, except for the big stupid Earth patch on it. Well, it's supposed. Well, to, they make all yeah, the Terrans wear that. It's supposed to be that. like you know, like the Nazi thing. You know, well, yeah, everyone wears a fucking. They just look so stupid. Mm. I know we talked about this last time. I just hate them. Do uh, I didn't notice? Do do like the Vulcans that we see? Are they wearing any kind of like thing indicating? I'd have to look. Did we see other Vulcans aside were. from Tuvok? There, yeah, there were a couple like there were slaves that were fanning Kira. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like Miles's costume. I felt like he was wearing the like an inside out Muppet. <laughs> it looked like it looked like his pajamas from the from Visionary, just a different color. <laughs> mm. The texture, the texture just looked like it was a braided rug or something. Ugh. So now onto the actual plot of the episode. So the idea here is Cisco, Mirror Cisco, died, was killed yeah, in battle. Yeah, blew up in a ship. So, and they just, and they need to stop Jennifer Cisco from inventing a device that will allow them to see into the Badlands. It was a something array. Which, by the way, the... The Prime Universe should get a hold of that. They could take care of this Marquis yeah. situation lickety-split. Yeah. But here's the thing. I just don't... It they seems pretty bring thin. bring Jennifer Sisko to this universe. Why don't they? Sisko could have his wife back. She seems to like him now. Yeah. She could, Jake yeah, she could have a mom. Like she's bad either. Jake like, could have seems... a mom. Although she's not his mom. Like She does not no. have a kid. But she looks like his mom, and that's good enough. Well, that's great for him, but it'd be fucking weird for her. And actually, yeah. it wouldn't be great for him because she'll feel really indifferent towards him. It's gonna do way more damage. Mm. Just don't show Jake. Yeah, forget that. But I just, I, it seems to me like why would the resistance not just like why is Smiley so hell bent on like rescuing Jennifer Cisco? Why don't they just kill her? Maybe they were well, fucking. They- I think they even said, like, he was kind of hoping to have her on hand to be their scientist. Yeah, her science well, skills could be useful. Well, they have Dax. Well, yeah, but didn't he just didn't he just make that up when they were trying to figure out an excuse to, like, not... Like, I don't know. Well, it, they should have killed like, her earlier then, if they, if they were interested in actually killing her. I just don't yeah. understand the logic of bringing in someone that they know she hates to try to get her to, like... He's very persuasive. The array. Well, I know, but I just feel like it's the mirror universe. Everyone hates everyone. I mean, also, he's probably the only person that could have, um, you know, enough clout with the intendant to have free reign of Deep Space Nine. You know, mm. to even get yeah. close to Jennifer. Yeah, and there's no guarantee that a, an assault on the station would work. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So maybe yeah, it was just like in any kind of the maybe the plan is like okay, it would be great if we could just assassinate her, but the only person that could get close enough to her might be Ben Cisco, and Prime uh, Ben Cisco isn't going to assassinate his dead wife again. Right. So he's already responsible Cisco... for one of her deaths. So was Mirror Cisco going to kill her? Do you think? Probably. Mira Sisko is a pretty bad guy. Mm. I do like how easily Sisko fell into evil Sisko cadence doing the speech. I love that. Yeah, what are they, mm-hmm. do they have like videos that they showed him? Like, how did he know to, to, to ha- how to act? O'Brien does a great impression. Ah. <clears throat> Smiley, specifically. Smiley does a great impression. 
Yeah. I also think it's interesting how good Smiley is. Like, everybody, even the other Mirror people, like Julian, like, Julian is definitely, like, an evil version of our Julian. And Dax is definitely yeah. a hornier version of our Dax. But, <laughs> Which we didn't know but was O'Brien possible. is just, it's just another O'Brien, right? Like, Smiley is not really different from Miles in any yeah. way. Well, it like, turns out... O- like, when we saw Mirror, Mirror Spock wasn't very different from normal Spock. Yep, he also had an appreciation for Nazis. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fucking jerk off, Spock. Well, you guys, O'Brien is some sort of bizarre interdimensional concept mm. where con- constant. Wherever you go, he's just miles. I think it's because of all the suffering he does. All the suffering kind of beats everything out of him until he's just like, why can't everyone be nice? Yes. Mirror Miles, Prime Miles, Kelvin Miles, all the same guy. You know what? I totally, I I saw this reference. I was like, what the fuck is this reference? And then I realized because I read the synopsis, I realized, oh, I think I know what that reference is. And then I totally missed in the episode what it was, was when Miles is randomly scratching the crap out of his neck. Yeah. And Cisco's yeah, like, they... stop scratching. Don't do any more scratching. And I think, and I totally miss it in the episode, but I read it in a synopsis beforehand, but I think it's because they, ha- they implanted themselves with subcutaneous communicators. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I missed it in the episode, and I wondered about it. His, yeah, there's that point where he's tapping on his neck to, like, signal O'Brien. Okay. He mentions that Jennifer's like, oh, are you sending a message, and or you have a communicator? And he's like, subcutaneous, blah, 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 whatever. I, I missed that, like, I missed that Miles is all, always radioactive, so. Somehow I didn't miss it, even though it was literally, like, the exact same, like, very brief, barely Quick, mentioned explain thing. explain it away in a line. So, obviously, because I'm me, I quite enjoyed this episode. Oh, I, I expected you to. But there was one thing that would have made it perfect. More Garrick? Hmm. More Odo. Uh, also, Any but Odo. also, well, Odo is dead. You Remember, they killed him in the last Mirror Universe he episode. He the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Prime, Prime Julian kerploded yeah. him. And Mirror Universe Pork sucks. Is dead. Pork is dead, Odo is yep. dead, Rom is yep. dead, Cisco is yep. dead. Yes. I can do four. without Rom. I can do without Rom. I can't really do without Cork yeah, Cisco. Yeah, the or fact Odo. that four very major people are all yeah. dead, I bet you if we came to the Mirror Universe in a hundred years' time, it would still be all the same people somehow. Yep, yep. So, somehow, what made Jake it perfect, Cisco. Yeah. yeah. Well, what it made it perfect is if at towards the end there, where he's like, I've activated the self destruct or whatever, instead he was like, I've activated the security protocols, and Kira pops up on the screen. Yeah. He's like, Attention, human workers. Yes. That would have been awesome. That's what I thought he was doing. I thought, I thought like a, a Ducat or equivalent would pop up and be like, Attention, you've, you've activated the blah de blah. No, I was kind of waiting for it. It would be like, Attention, human workers, you have activated the party button. Free ice cream for everyone. <laughs> I do. We ever see Mirror Ducat and is he beautiful? I, well, I mean, if we, if we do, the answer is definitely yes. But I don't. I know like to imagine he like Mirror Ducat. He like wears Sorry, a tuxedo around, and we can see Garrick in a tux eventually. Ooh, Ooh that sounds good. I hope um, it's well tailored because otherwise, failure all around. Well, the holodeck makes it not him. So, uh, doesn't um. Yeah, I, I like to imagine that, like, Mirror Ducat would be, like, not in the military. He's, like, on the homeworld writing those, uh, 
Uh, what, 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 which episode was that in? Oh, um, uh, uh, Cardassian mystery novels, oh. where it just turns out everybody did it. They're not called, <laughs> but, it's but what do they call them? Enigma, Enigma stories. stories. Yeah, mm. yeah, the ones that figuring out exactly, yeah, figuring out exactly what they are guilty of. Nice. It's kind of like an Agatha Christie. Yeah. Garrick had the best fucking line in this episode, where he just yells. Pursue. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's an interesting word choice. Okay. Yeah, and, and the delivery was was excellent. <laughs> yeah. God, I love the mirror universe. Uh, and that's Andrew the thing. Robinson. They definitely let the actors have fun. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fucking stupid, but yeah, they they do have fun. It's stupid in a in a fun way and in a good way. Like I think it's one of these things I always say is like. Whenever some sort of long-running thing gets a little too pleased with itself, it needs to be reminded where it came from. Like, whenever people take Batman way too seriously, I go, Hey! Adam West happened. And I just feel like the Mirror Universe is Star Trek's Adam West. Yeah, but the thing is, every but the so thing often, is the Adam West leave. Batman and the Christian Bale Batman don't live in the same universe. They're, they're two... They're both Batman... But they're not the same Batman. No, no, they exist in the same multiverse, though. I don't what, like any What of does this. that even mean? Well, it's like alternate dimensions. Well, then why do they look different? Well, one was born at a different time. And one was wearing his panties on the What outside. I'm saying is if... That's the big difference. If they, if they made a, a fourth Batman film where Christian Bale, you know, steps through a portal and is in Adam West Batman show, it would... People would think that was dumb. No way! They do that with the turtles all the time. The what? The, the idea Teenage Mutant of- Ninja Turtles. They they yeah. move between shows. There's this great episode of like one of the more recent ones. Yeah, I think it was like one of the Nickelodeon ones where the original comics turtles all in red meet up with the '80s turtles. It was fucking awesome. How- That's wild. I didn't. I didn't. Even, honestly, I the gotta idea- say, I'm very surprised that the Ninja Turtles are still a thing, even. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. I think there's a new series running right now. Yeah. What? And Rob Paulson is on it again, but he's playing he's, Donatello now, not Raphael. Um, but see, you definitely I, do, Jake. He's done everything. He was Pinky and Pinky in the Brain. He was, uh, he's Yakko, right? I don't remember. He's not, he might, he's he, the boy that isn't Liverpool. Not, not Wacko, but Yakko. Yeah, yeah Yakko. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's a huge voice actor. Got it. But honestly, Jake, to your point, I love the idea of the very self-serious Nolan Batman having to deal with the 60s. Because the Nolan Batman's... Well, the the Nolan Batman's, like, the first one is amazing. The second one is super overrated because it's actually quite good, but then it falls to pieces in the third act. And the third movie's shit. I have to say, I think the first one is fine. The second one is good, and the third one is shit. I, I don't want to like talk Batman about Batman. I would say... Yeah, sorry, we went about Batman. my fault. I was going to say... They, Cisco asks, I wonder if it was the same guy that built this Terraknor as built our Terraknor. And I'm like, mm. of course it is, because it's the Mirror Universe, where everything yeah. is the same. It was the same all, guy, but he was people. angrier. Yes. <laughs> he built the coffee machine to always be too hot. Mm. <laughs> Also, you always get a turret with your coffee. Yes. I also, though, just want to say that I am currently enjoying the idea of Gal Ducat literally just being an ice cream truck driver. I love it. I love it so much. So, and that's Chris's fault, and I'm so grateful. If it's the Cardassian 
it's the Cardassian Klingon Alliance, right? Yes, the KCA. Why is Kira in charge of Tarok Noor? Because she's a badass. That's and why. why does she get to boss around Garrick? I feel like... Because uh, she's a badass. Hmm. Because knowing what we know about the... Actually, knowing what we know about the Mirror Universe, I'm just going to assume that she assassinated Dukat, <gasps> and that's how she became no. the intendant. Could that it be death by, snoo- death by Snoo? Death by Snoo Snoo? Like, didn't uh, Kirk assassinate Pike? I hope, so. I hope Pike it was a Zenya to, on a top. To get onto the Enterprise? Situation. He did, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. a what, what, Caitlin? I didn't actually hear what Jake said either. I said. Uh, Caitlin said it's a Zenya on a top situation. I don't know what that is. And I said uh, that Kirk assassinated uh, Pike in Mirror Mirror. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, Xenia Onatop is a Bond girl slash okay. villain, and she crushes people with her tremendous thighs. Nice. Actually, played by, uh, played by Framka Jansen. Framka Jansen, yeah. Oh, Famka. 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 I always do that. I put it in an oh, R that's man, not she there. she really is the perfect mate. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I had something to say about Batman, but I know we're not going back no to that. No more Batman. <laughs> Damn Start it. Your own Batman part. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I was just going to say that the Joel Schumacher films exist in the Bat-Michael Keaton era shit, and that's literally the same continuity. That's all. Okay, mm. I don't watch Batman, so I never understand what you guys are talking about. You don't watch Batman? You should watch uh, the one with Jack Nicholson, at least. That's, that's the good yes, one. Yes, that fucking movie owns, and I haven't watched it in a long time. Let's watch Batman. The Jack Nicholson one's pretty good. It's the fucking yeah. best. Every other it's one is awesome. not. Which is the one with Danny DeVito? Oh, that's that one's that's okay. Batman Returns. Returns. Yeah, the order of good Batmans is Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, all the rest. <laughs> Here on Gilligan's Island. But honestly, I do think that even Batman Forever is like reasonably palatable compared with the shit show that is Batman and Robin. Wait, which one was which one had uh Batman Forever Fucking Oh man, why can't I never remember this guy's name? Uh Jim Carrey. Yes, Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's, that's Batman Forever. forever. That's Lewis. him in um James uh <laughs> t- uh Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that was bad. Mm. See, they I actually, think maybe because it came out when I was young and I saw it in theaters, I have like a little bit of nostalgia for it. But I also saw Batman and Robin in theaters and thought it was shit from the offing. So is that the one with Arnold and? Yes. Okay. Well, I also, Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, Mask of the Phantasm is very cool. Good. That's the animated one. There's a anyway, there's a great Star Trek, there's a great 50, for the love of God. Wait, hold on. There's a great fifty second uh com um like. Compilation. Compilation, thank you. YouTube compilation of like every stupid ice joke that uh, okay, he good. makes, and it's wonderful. I'll send it to you all later. <laughs> so yeah, Star Trek. Star Trek. My fi- my final <laughs> note on this is why does it seem like Jennifer is thirsty for Smiley? Guys, I told you they fucked. That what did I say? Mm. I said this like fifteen minutes ago. That's why he wanted her to, to be safe. They're banging. Did something. Oh, you didn't something... know. I thought you said that she and Cisco were banging, but she and no, Smiley. no, no. I ah. mean, she and Smiley. That's why they're oh fucking. Because everybody fucks everybody in this fucking. Imagine show. Jake okay, Cisco though is half Irish. Ugh. Well, He'd have that voice. His name is Seamus. His name is Seamus Cisco. Seamus Cisco. First I don't of know all. why he's got Ben Cisco's <laughs> last name, but. <laughs> <laughs> because she tries to pass him off as That's his, right. even though he's got a big fucking Irish like, potato head. Like, this is Seamus Cisco. 
Yeah, I also, my last note literally is, are Jennifer and O'Brien gonna fuck? What happened yes, that made us all think this? they absolutely are. Come on. What? I don't remember what happened, though, that made me write that. She was like, at the very end, she's like, oh, wow, so this this Miles O'Brien, he seems like a really good guy. <laughs> and Cisco's like, yeah, he's like the only one here. Did, did I just set up my mirror wife with my mirror chief of operations? He's so bummed. Gross. Mm. He's so bummed. <laughs> I, th- I think I thought when he walked in and saw Jennifer and, and Dax, he was like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Dax, I wish they'd made Dax not Dax. Just just That's just like, a regular she... Jadzia. Jed... Yeah, like Jadzia, whatever her original surname was. If, oh. if, if Unjoined Trill even have surnames. Yeah, I think, oh, I, they, I think they do because I think we've seen oh. one before. I I yeah, don't I, even mind about Jedzia being Dax, but I just wish that she wasn't just being a fucking piece of ass again. That's true. Yeah, that's what I didn't like. I don't care if it's Dax. I mean, honestly, in a way, it being Dax makes it better because we know Dax is a horny fucking little just, slug thing. That's true. It was really curs on that one. Yeah, the I was fucking. Say, do you think? Do you think? Uh, <laughs> Cisco still still calls her old man when they're doing it. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially then. Uh, but that's because you know Jedzi is probably pegging him. Oh my! Uh, woof. Fisting. <laughs> anyway, Fisting oh man, happens. I didn't tell you what what next week is yet, Caitlin. Do you remember, or should I write it in the chat? Uh I didn't even know that those t- episodes had titles. So yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> ah yes, next week we'll be covering the two she untitled episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> episodes twenty and twenty one of Star Trek: she, Deep Space Nine, season three. She just thought of them as Garrick's sexy times, part one, parts. One I and certainly two. didn't. I thought of it as Odo's sexy times, parts one and Odo two. Odo gets a sunburn. Oh God, it was awful. Oh, God, yeah, like an Irishman on a next cloudy week. day. Next week. <laughs> what, Ames, you want to talk about it right now? God damn All right, well, even though the rest of us are chomping at the bit, Ames insists that we wait until next week to talk about two more episodes. So we'll do that next week when we'll discuss Improbable Cause and the die is cast. It's a sneaky two-parter. Beware. It is. Sneaky, sneaky. Much like Garrick. So, <laughs> and it's awesome. Spoilers. So Part of it's awesome. Thank, yeah, yeah. Next Ames, week. next week. <laughs> Spider Chief. See, Spider you can't Chief. help it. Doo, it's, doo, so, doo. it's so Spider Chief alluring. Spins a web from his butt. Do, do, do. Spider Chief. Do, do. What the fuck is going on? Spider Chief. All right. And the sad thing is Chris is going to keep this in the I was going to say that. I was literally just going to say that. The problem is he edits. So you it's know, I know how to edit in. them now. I can, just, <laughs> I can just do it. This episode will be 25 minutes long. <laughs> Cut all the Batman shit. <gasps> no. O'Brien. All right, it's enough. Stop. Trying to end the fucking show. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I don't even know what I usually say. If you like what you heard, no, wait. Do you, do you so, this help? has been a star to steer. What? What did you say? So did you, no, do I you don't want, want your help. No, definitely not. We'll be here another 20 minutes. <laughs> all right. All right, that's it for another week of A Star to Steer Her By. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can hit the subscribe button where you're already at, as you found us once, but uh, in case you want options, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. 
You can check us out on any of our many homes on the web. The most active one, though, is definitely going to be a Facebook. So if you search a star to steer her by, you'll find us there. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast or our home on the web, SSHBpodcast.com. There were no rules of acquisitions this week. Yeah, no, just, yeah. Oh, shit, but I've been Caitlin. Oh, shit. Uh, this has been Chris. Just jump in wherever, I guess. This has been Mirror Ames. Bane! Bane! Bane, Batman! And Jake has been Bane. Bane, man! (laughs) What else is new? Everyone get back on the side of the looking glass! Uh, More important than a rule of acquisition. Is it? Yes. Black Lives Matter! True. True.